Welcome to episode 135. Today's guest is a four-star football class of 2023 prospect from Florida, the number 111 player in the 24-7 sports rankings. Raylan Wilson, thank you for joining me on the show. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. How about yourself? I'm doing great. Thank you. I'm excited to have you on. My first question, I want to talk through a little bit of your story, introduce you as a class of 2023 linebacker prospect that's been getting a lot of notoriety nationally in the recruiting process now. How would you describe your journey coming up through football to get to where you are now? Well, I've been working my whole life, so at the point I'm at right now, I'm still working, but I I worked harder when I was a kid to get to this point in my life. I know that to get to be a top 120 recruit in your class, you've probably had to face some adversity or tough times. What are some things that you've had to work through in this process for you as a football recruit? Uh, well, my uh, my father actually passed away late last year, and like before he before his passing, I really didn't have a why of what I wanted to do, like why I wanted to play football, go to the league, and all that. But he's my why now, so he that plays a big part, and he pushes me every day, every time I think about him. So that actually helps me get through workouts and all that. I'm sorry to hear about your dad. You come from an athletic family. So being around that environment, having a couple of siblings that play collegiate athletics as well, how has that contributed to your experience and how you've come up and seen recruiting processes before? Uh, so I'm like with them being highly recruited and what they did, it, it got me used to the business of recruiting. Like I know recruit, I know the the recruiting business. Like I know coaches will tell, like he'll say, "Oh, you're you're at the top of my board," but I know he's telling that to a couple other people. So I know if I come in, I'm gonna have to compete. So I really, uh, I know the business of recruiting. Well, knowing the business at this age, when you go around navigating through, who do you have helping you, advising you through the recruiting process, and? helping you kind of figure out who's who? Uh, it's, it's my mom and my head coach, really. They, uh, they, they keep my head on straight with everything, everything going on. Yeah, I know that for you earlier this month, you've picked up some big offers. I think Clemson early June today, about five hours before we're recording this show, you pick up an offer from Oregon. So, how do you, like you say, keep your head on straight? How do you approach it mentally in terms of handling the offers and the attention that you do get? Uh, mentally, I keep a, I keep a humble mindset and pray every day because I know we can all be going just like that. So I, keep my, I make sure I keep my head on straight because I know God can take it away just like that. I'm curious for you. You've always been an athletic guy. You mentioned that in eighth grade you start to work on your football skills and really dive headfirst into it. What was the moment looking back that you could say you blew up nationally or became a big name on the national scale? Uh, well, I got I received my first offer in ninth grade from FAU. So, well, I received my first couple offers. I I picked up three like right when quarantine hit. I picked up 
three offers. I picked up FAU, Tennessee, and Maryland before going into my uh June, before going into my sophomore season. So that's when my name really started boiling. And over the over after my sophomore season, my name actually blew up when the rankings dropped. So yeah, that's about it. Okay, and how did you get discovered by those coaches like FAU and those guys? How did they come about finding you? I was just reaching out to them on Twitter, sending my film out to different coaches, and they like they were the first to offer. So I'll never forget that. You never forget your first offer. Now, as a four-star recruit, the rankings have dropped. You've got, I think, the number 111 prospect on 24-7 sports in class of 23. What's the coolest part of being a top recruit? Well, I go into the game with a with a head with a head full of confidence. Really, people really think it's, it's stressful, but it's really not helping me even play better. Because I go into I carry myself with a certain swag on the field. My mentality has always been to be better than the next person. So I go into the field. It's better, like. When you say it to yourself, like, you can think it, but when you actually say it to yourself, oh, he's not better than me, like, you actually feel that, and that affects me on the field, and it, may, it, it locks me in, make plays. Brent Venables, the Clemson defensive coordinator, I think turned a lot of people's heads when it comes to you and the way that he's talked about you in terms of being one of the top, in terms of the overall nation linebacker prospects. He seems to be very interested in you as a recruit. What does he like about your game when you talk with Venables and the Clemson defensive staff? Uh, well, he let me know after, after uh, because they offered me, I think it was June 1st. I was the first one they had offered in the 23 class. So I went to the uh, camp later that, later that week. And after the camp, I was, we we're doing one-on-ones, we we're doing drills. And he said he loved how I moved and that I was a dude. And that he really, I'm at the top of his board right now for the 23 class in the position. So, like, he sees me as a traditional linebacker, though. Like, a wheelbacker. He seems to, or he does, think very highly of you. And a lot of people see him as one of the top, if not the top defensive coordinator in college football or the Power Five. What was your reaction to hearing what coaches like Venables and others around the country, when they say stuff like that, how do you react to it? Well, I know they'll tell the next person that, so it, I don't let it get in my head. Yeah. But just keep it in mind. So I still know, like, it's, it's always something to get better at, so I keep working, keep my head on straight. You talk about being a traditional linebacker. Who do you think you would compare to that's a college or a pro player for people that haven't seen your film? Who's your style like? I would say Darius Leonard because I really, I don't even like, I don't like touching a big lineman. I like running past them to get to the ball. So that's what my game is, and I like to hit somebody in the mouth. So that's, that's what my game is, speed and, and aggressiveness. Whether it's been players that you watch on Saturdays or Sundays or coaches that you've worked with or seen on TV or in person, who are some people that have influenced your game and your style of play to steer you in that direction as a player? Uh, it was really my dad. Like, uh, one thing he always said, he, was always, he always said, if you don't get to the ball, at least hit somebody in the mouth. 
So that's all. Like, if I don't get to the ball, I got to hit somebody. So I'm going to find somebody to hit. How would you describe off the field who you are as a character when you get to the locker room or get to just being in classes outside of football? Uh, off the field, I'm more of a leader. Like, mostly, most people say they're a leader. Like, they leaders, some leaders think, like, if you tell somebody to do something, you're being a leader. But I wouldn't, I don't tell anybody, like, with my leadership style, I don't tell anybody to do something that I don't do myself. Like, I'll show them how to do it. I won't just tell them. Like, I show them on and off the field how it goes down. And they, they'll just follow me, and they'll be on street. Now, you're going to doing kind of what I call a recruiting tour where you go around to the different campuses, you're going to camps or visiting coaches, you're getting to meet with a lot of people now. So first off, can you run us through what you've been doing over the past month, where you've been, and then kind of what your schedule is looking forward? Over the month, only place I've been, I've been, I went to FSU on Midnight Madness because that's right down the road. Then I went to Clemson on, on that Thursday. Then I just had a bit unofficial at FSU on Saturday, on June 5th. But later down the road, on the 15th, I meet with, uh, I go to Georgia. Then the 17th, I'm at LSU. Then the 21st, I'm at uh, Alabama. Two more visits, I got USC on the 28th, uh, Southern Cal, USC. Then I got uh, Ju- July 31st, Penn State. Wow. Okay, that's a loaded summer. So when you're going around, you're doing these different things. I know that coaches and programs will put on photo shoots. I know that sometimes you'll get graphics in for your social media. You get all these different things as coaches and teams and programs try to appeal to you. What stands out to you when you look at things where you're like, oh man, that's really cool, like doing a photo shoot or stuff like that? What have you enjoyed most about the kind of gimmicks that come with the recruiting process? Uh, probably the photo, the photo shoot. The photo shoot is actually lit. Like, like I thought it was just going to be, uh, like at Clemson, they actually set the standard of the photo shoot. And the FSU kept it going, so that's what I, I look forward to the photo shoot and meeting all the coaches and seeing what they have to offer besides football. So that really stands out. Got you. Yeah, I think that one thing I've been noticing for a lot of prospects is they love to get the photo shoots and you guys love the content for your social media. So at Clemson, like you say, it set the standard for the photo shoots. I saw some of the photos that you posted with Coach Dabo and everybody. So what made it cool? Like what was the environment like in that photo shoot? Uh, well, they had the music in the background, so it was, it was real fun. Your coaches was dancing. It was, it was fun. That's awesome. Okay. On top of playing football, I know that you're a two-sport athlete. You do some track as well, correct? Yes, sir. Okay. And how'd you get interested in track? Oh, uh, well, everybody in my family ran track, so I really didn't have a choice. <laughs> With my game being speed, like, I've, I've gotten bigger, but to maintain that speed I had to do track so I've been I've I've been doing track ever since I was like five as long as I can remember so track really helps my game 
All right, and now to finish out, I've got an interview deck of cards, pod decks. I've got one question on the back of each card. Give it a little shuffle here. We'll ask a few questions about who you are off the field. What would you say is the best piece of advice that has stuck with you that you've been given? Well, my my dad said, run like a little man and hit like a big man. So that stuck with me. That's probably going to be stuck with me for life. (laughs) I like it. That's a good one for a linebacker. Yeah. All right, number two, when you think about success, who comes to your mind and why? That would probably be my father again because, well, he actually played in the NFL. He played for the Seattle Seahawks and the New Orleans Saints, and he set his family up for life. He broke a – he broke like a – I wouldn't say a family curse, but he was the first to do something like that in his family. So, and he set us up, set us up for greatness. So I'm always thankful of that. That's a cool story. Okay. What would you say is your guilty pleasure? I like, I like watching Naruto. Gotcha. I love anime. What do you like about it? Uh, Really, the only, like, I don't like all anime. Like, I thought anime was weird until I actually sat down and sat, sat down and watched Naruto. So that's really the only Naruto. That's not really the only anime I watch and like. Different turn here on this question. If you had $100,000, you could donate it anywhere you wanted to, any person you wanted to, or you could create a charity. What would you do? I will find some way to give back to the community, to my community that's raised me over the years. Probably build a park or something, something for the kids. Awesome. My final one for you. Outside of football, what's left on your bucket list in life? Uh, I want to own a business. I don't plan on working for anybody else. I want to be my own boss. So I guess the goal would be make it to the league and then afterwards, life after football, you want to be a entrepreneur, a business owner? Yes, sir. Do you have any idea what you would want to do with that? Uh, no, I was thinking of like a brand, like something to do with, with football, but, um, something like cleats or something. What do you think would draw you to cleats? I don't know. Just for, like, I don't know. I just see, like, LeBron and Michael Jordan did it, so I was just thinking, like, why not? Like, why can't I do that? That would be cool, yeah. Like, have your design your own cleats, have a brand, put them up for sale. Yeah. Got you. Awesome. Well, Raylan, that's all the questions I had for you. Thank you for your time. Yes, sir. No problem.